Julius Shacknow was not a great man, and he started this not great cult. You know, like he, he was, was a pretty awful person, terrible person. Let's not. But unfortunately, the cult didn't die when he died. He died in 1996. And the cult lived on. Yeah. He died in 1996. He died of natural causes. So he was never really held accountable for his, for his, um, his nasty, nasty, nasty crimes. Yeah. He was never held accountable. Um, and so here's a new player. The, here's a, oh, sorry. Sorry, babe. No, I was just gonna say like he was never held held accountable, but the the cult did not did not end when he died. It, so the legacy new, lived on. Let's introduce a new player, like Tiger King. There's always another person to be introduced, and this man was his chief apostle named Paul Sweetman, who was Shacknell's right hand man, his his close close accolade, who inherited the cult after it. And, yeah, you know, so naturally Sweetman's going to take over the cult when Shaq now dies. When Jesus dies, the closest guy to Jesus is the new Jesus, apparently. Yes. So Paul is Jesus now. Yes. And let's, let's learn about Paul. All right, so Paul. Paul, Paul. So he's a long-term member of the cult. His Paul wife was, and daughter were in the cult as well. He raised, he raised them in the cult. It's a whole thing because it gets into um, it gets a little bit complicated because um, I swear to God, if I get another advertisement to pay for Harvard Current, I'll cry. Um, so he was the chief chief apostle, and that he maintained the control that Shacknow started. That Shacknow started, yeah. and he kept actually, the, he kept the pattern going. He kept it. He kept it going. He um, actually was. Shaq now actually gave one of his wives to Sweetman. Here's a wife. <laughs> my present. My People, present to you. And if you look at a photo, if you go on the Hartford Current and go to, um, oh damn it, I can't read that. I can't read it. I have to pay ninety nine cents for a, a third rate <laughs> newspaper. All righty. Breathe, Max. Let's it's not fine. bash our our local our local print. Inhale, exhale. Okay. So <laughs> if you go if you go into the Hartford Current and there's an article called "A Cult, A Killer, Something, Something, Something," because I can't read it because there's a huge uh, advertisement in the middle. But there's going to be a photo of Paul Sweetman next to Julie Shacknow, and at the end of Shacknow's life. And the beginning of, of rule, they began to look very similar to one another. Both pudgy, balding men, scraggly hair on the sides, with 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 big beard. They looked like the Grateful Dead. It's funny, and you know what I realized? It's like talking about like how this fits the image of um, like the stereotypical cult leader. They look a lot like Charles Manson both of them like maybe maybe that's a reach but like the hair the scraggly beard the dead look in their eyes they look like jim henson <laughs> i think i think we could we could spend an hour roasting these guys but they looked almost like twins mm-hmm. 
And uh, you guys, you guys better appreciate me because I just signed up for, for email um, announcements from the Hartford Current just to read this article. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get Connecticut uh, news, even though I'm in Massachusetts every single morning, which is fine. Hi. So we talked about Julia Shack now. Let's go a little we, bit more. And we introduced, we introduced Paul Sweetman. But, um, Paul Sweetman. Let's talk a little bit more about him. Just a little bit more. He um he went to jail. <laughs> that came that came out of nowhere. He went. He to went jail. to jail because I think I don't think it's go far to say that um, Shaq now's non-adherence to the rules of ethics definitely transcended financial things, and he definitely was a sketchy ass businessman. And when Shaq now uh, inherited the thing, he Sweetman inherited. Right? He inherited those crimes. So yes. Sweetman also, well. Oopsie, tax fraud. Uh-oh, $3.2 million from a loan, fraudulently taking it. Uh-oh. He also stole the pensions of all of his followers. Oh, no. And he, he forced his followers to call him the chief apostle, right? Mm-hmm. His wife, he led it with his wife, Joanne Sweetman, which is a ni- it's nice that the couples that cult together uh, stay together stay together until she died but um, did you say don't finish your sentence i'm sorry i finished my sentence i needed you to rhyme with me and you kind of pulled it off um huh? so joanne and paul together led the cult and she was known as the holy spirit so we already know that like these people just were had like delusions of grandeur these guys were these people Oh gosh. As most cult leaders do, they think they're the the next Jesus. Jim Jones type type control. And it just gets worse and worse. And so he went to jail for three years for would you call these white collar crimes? No. White collar crimes are like tax evasion and I think once you once you get to the murder bit that's no longer a white collar crime, is what I think. I think. I don't know the technical definition. So, Paul Sweetman. He got out of jail. Paul Sweetman. Just chilling. Imagine how you'd feel when you just got out of jail for three years. You're gonna start your cult back up, right? Gotta get back with your cult, but your but your wife, the the Holy Spirit has been running running things in the background. And and how's she been running them? She's she, maintaining, I'm sure, some sorts yeah, of I'm, egregious debauchery was still going on. But I hope she was a little bit better than her male counterparts. I mean, regardless, the cult still exists. So. I mean, well, it, it still existed. At this, it doesn't still exist now, but I meant... So this is 2004. Yeah, it's, we, it's, the cult is still active at this point. It is 2004. He gets out of jail. July. I am a little baby. I am four years old. Now imagine this. You just got out of jail. I'm, You're coming home to your cult, sweet cult. You want to go visit <laughs> your wife, the Holy Spirit, and you just don't make it that far. Uh-oh. You're missing. Where'd you go, Paul? 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 
<laughs> he disappeared. And they didn't find him for a while. Like, he disappeared. They he did not know where gone. he went. He was I gone believe for a whole decade. It was, decade. what, 12 years? 12 years. He was 10 gone. years. 10 no, years. No, it was 2004. They found him. Oh. 14. Yeah, 2004 to 14. They found him. They finally found him in 2014. Well, I say they found him, but really they found well, a piece I'm of reading, him. When I'm reading, so please don't please don't use us as as a citation. I swear to God, you were gonna get a zero on any 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 type of essays you're doing. Um, what Why t- are we basically saying our information isn't accurate? Shouldn't we? Because we're an check? entertainment podcast. We're just we're not a news source. Okay, fair. We're, we're not we're not the Daily from the New York Times. Please hire me, please. I need a job. Um, <laughs> so Vic is half correct. Thanks. They found Paul, but not all of all Paul. All of him. So they found parts of Paul. And this is, this is the story that we actually wanted to talk about, but we, we had to talk about all the crappy stuff Shaq now did to get here. And we call this story the New Britain Body Part Scavenger Hunt. And I hope you find this story just as weird as we find it. And we, we call it that because essentially that's what the police were led on they were led on a scavenger hunt to find, to find the rest of paul the rest of paul which sounds it's, it, the rest of paul sounds like a a hallmark movie oh yeah i was gonna say it sounds like one like a, a cheesy the rest indie of paul. movie yeah anyway um so imagine this fake fake have you have you done golfing before i personally have not my grandpa used to be a big golfer so let's say you are a big golfer. You you just you just had a a nice mm. nice beverage from from the clubhouse. You ate you ate a BLT with a little bit too much oh, yeah. mayo, but you're gonna let it be. It's too much mayo. There's there's a line. Yeah. There's a line That's to okay. be drawn. That's okay and because you know what? We're going back on the course and we're gonna going back on the course. Gonna... You're gonna walk off all that carbohydrates, all that all that, all that greasy bacon. What did they it was delicious, but... Like do they would they say like hit some more holes or? I don't even know, nah, but but put, but put you're, you're 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 65. You 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 got to work it off. You, your body isn't what it used to be. You gotta you gotta exercise. You gotta get out there. You gotta stretch. Okay, stretch whoa, your old bones. whoa, no no need no need to to add insult here. 2004. You're on the golf course, right? You're in New Britain, and you're about to you're about to sink the the 14th hole. I don't know golfing terms, so let's just yeah. So that's me. what I was trying to figure out too. You you knock you knock your ball. It whizzes right over the hole and goes into the bushes, and you go to so retrieve you go it. To what retrieve do you find? It. And you find a, a leg. human leg. A human leg. <laughs> Two thousand four <laughs> August. So one month after, one month after, Paul disappeared. One month after. Yes. Yeah, so. He disappeared in July. Oh, but they just the, and they they just didn't make the connection that it was Paul for ten years. I think they I think they discovered it was Paul, but then they just didn't know what to do with. They didn't well, make the they didn't make the connection. I think is what I read from another source. Like they found the leg. They were like, "Whose leg is this?" Oh well, we're gonna put it aside, forget about it until more body parts come up. Yeah. And then I think it took them a long time for those other body parts to come up. But the weird part because. When you're a cult leader, you obviously ruin the lives of your family and, and everyone you're connected with. And I hope we don't get like 
angry emails from cult leaders from this, but he didn't really have a good relationship with his family members who had left the cult. So it took a while for him, for the police to track down his son to, to get the DNA to compare, to identify the leg. So uh, it, it, it was 2016. When, when they, they found out, when they, they found out the that it was Paul. Yeah, so 12, wow, 12 so, years. So just yeah. unidentified leg found in a golf course, <laughs> as, as you do. And unidentified just, leg. So this is claim, when two... Claim it. Is this your leg? <laughs> so, the leg of you or someone you know? Have you or a loved one lost a leg? Lost a leg. <laughs> but imagine this. And if you look it up, you're going to find two guys. If you go and look into the thing, there's two guys that I'd like to identify. Rudy Hannon. The, the people and, who killed him? And, hey, I'm not going that far to say so, but definitely. And <laughs> Sorek Minnery. These guys. Were the alleged murderers. Oof. But let you know, they, they had to have had a reason, a motivation. Let's learn more about these fellas. One guy looks like a young Papa Smurf, and the other guy looks like... Papa Smurf. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. They look like father. An and old son. Papa Smurf. Yeah. They they look very 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 tired. Is what I'm saying. There are a little bit of different stories, but um, let's keep talking about it. So they found a leg. What to do with it? Nothing. You know. Nothing. What are you gonna do with it? Come on, hey. Just put it away in storage. We'll figure that one out later. So um, fairly, fairly quickly, they connected the death with these two, two ne'er-do-wells. And so they arrested Hannon. They arrested Hannon. But he was in another state, so it took a while. It took like a year for them to grab him. But Minery or Minery was easier to find. He was in Burlington. I don't know if they mean Vermont. Is there a Burlington, Connecticut? No, there's a Burlington, Connecticut. He was in Burlington, Connecticut. It's a a tiny little really rural town. Oh, oh, oh. Well, true to form. I think it's it's in Litchfield County. I think. It's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. He spilled his beans to the New Britain police, as he should have. Uh-oh, I done killed him. That was my impression of him spilling his beans. Um. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh no, My yep, beans. it was me. Oh no. <laughs> oh man, we have props oh, now. What have we become? Crap, um, that, that reminds that reminds me of this weird movie I saw the other night called Devil and the Blacksmith. This oh, is boy. such this is not related in any way, but there's this one scene where like he has the devil chained up and he distracts the devil by th- pouring chickpeas on the ground. Because he if the devil like sees chickpeas, he has to count them. Oh wow, it was that's a, a weird vampire movie. thing too. That's a vampire thing. It was a thing. weird movie. We're gonna have to, like, we're gonna he have to had to that. count that, yeah. We have to add that to the Curious Connecticut movie list. For um, sure. So, he spilled his beans. Uh-oh. Oh, no, my beans! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we're the worst. So he spilled his beans to the police, and he was told that Joanne Sweetman, the Holy Ghost, and... The old, the old guy, um, Hannon, convinced the young buck 
that he had to kill Sweetman. He just had to. Because Wait, so his his own wife convinced Joanne said kill Sweetman because God wanted them to kill him. Yes, his wife, his own wife, turned against. Well, him. hey, that was also Julius's wife. So, okay, fair. Okay, he turned against her second husband, not her first. God would have fair, wanted them fair. to kill Sweetman, as quoted by the warrant. You know so what? They- yes. And for so, once they for once they got for once they interpreted God's words correctly. What <laughs> follows reminds me of like like a Tarantino movie when they're just like it, they ta- they had a huge conversation about like what weapons to use it's like hey murder it should not out. involve a gun or a knife because it would be too messy. And so yeah. they had to decide what weapon. They had to decide what weapon to use to to take out Paul, right? But they had to do it with a little bit of respect. I mean, this guy was their cult leader, you know? And yeah, I mean, they're Joanne, killing him. the Holy Ghost, was the high priestess, the one in charge. She was, she was the one in charge. Where was Paul? Paul was in jail. Who does he think he is expecting to get back in charge after disappearing and abandoning his Yeah, followers? he was in jail. Yeah, he was in jail, and then he disappeared. He really, he really dipped. Because of this? Hmm? Because of the control that Joanne had over these two guys, it was decided. Go murder him. And these two guys showed up to Paul's business, a construction place in Plainville. And when he got there, in his own words, I'm not sure if this is the actual account because this is guy's perspective. And of course he'd say he didn't do anything. So... He showed up. The old man, Hannon, was just next to the dead body of Paul Sweetman. Oh, that's crazy. How did that body get there? How did how did he how did he die? We don't know. Well, guess we'll never know. Well guess we'll never know. So and this is when Minery became at least an accomplice. I don't know if yeah. I believe that he didn't do anything, but I don't know much about this guy. I don't know him that well. I'd never met him. So the warrant states that, quote, Menry stated that he used an electric saw and dismembered the body while it was still in the freezer. The warrant Fun. reads, Menry stated that he remembers cutting off the head easily and cutting off both legs. And this is where we get to the darker part of the, the, it being a body part scavenger hunt because they hid parts of Paul all over New Britain. So, and surrounding areas. Didn't like part of him end up in Southington? I don't even know, man. That I mean, just sounds so gruesome. Yeah, part of me was over here. Yeah, yeah. Some was they buried some over here. I left. I left a part of me in Southington. Um, that sounds emo. But I'm gonna. Sounds, that's the name of our our first song as um as oh, Don't yeah, Call yeah, Me Shirley. Yeah, we have a punk band called Don't Call Me Shirley, and it's really great. Midwest um, emo. <laughs> yeah, Midwest emo. Although even though we're all from Massachusetts and Connecticut, except for Chris is from Illinois, so. Yeah, he's actually from the so Midwest. So he can have all the Midwest email angst for the both of us. Yeah. Anyway, back to the body parts. So they took his head and legs and they buried them next to the New Britain Reservoir. So drink up, drink that water. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> it's tainted ground. Drink, drink that yeah. water. You enjoy your my, water, I'm just going to drink my Massachusetts water that has no body parts connected with it. 
I mean, this happened a while ago, though. Hopefully the water's cleaned by now. It's still, it's tainted ground. And, yeah. And it's then cursed. the other parts, the, the, the torso and the arms, um, he buried them under his house in a shed and then put concrete over it. Did they ever recover those body parts? Or did he just tell the police that that's where they were? And then they were like, okay, we're going to leave him there. And then it gets worse. So it seems like Minery, Minery, the young guy, the guy who looks like young Papa Smurf. I mean, all these guys look like Papa Smurf. Let me, let me be honest. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't understand. If this was like a crime of passion and they wanted to kill him, why did, they leave, why did he keep the torso and arms? It, if, if, I don't know. I feel like a, that keeping the head would be a weird murder thingy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess those are. I don't, yeah, like, why I keep no any idea. body parts in your house at all if it has any no spiritual meaning? I mean, maybe there was something about the heart or the the stomach. Who? who I knows? don't know. That's where all the organs are. Maybe he, he was hoping to make a quick buck. Also, that's just sloppy murder work. I don't. I don't want to say anything. But if you learned anything from any sort of TV show or just basic common sense, why would you keep any of the body parts near your house? Because that's the last place to actually know you're right. That's the first place they look. Under your shed after you put concrete in there? Like, what? why is there this big concrete slab in the middle of your yard? Here, uh, let's look uh, under... Septic tank? <laughs> um, so... Poor Minery, Minery, the young Papa Smurf. He, he took some abuse. I mean, he did all the dirty work. He cut the body into pieces. He hid some of the stuff by his house. And then the old guy, pieces. the old misanthrope Hannon, would blackmail him unless he wired him money, sent him money, you know? So this poor guy is getting dumped on in like five different directions. His murder partner totally turned on him. But watch this. It gets crazier. I'm but so wait, glad I had more. to sign I'm so glad I had to sign up for these email announcements from the Hartford Current because this is a good story. <laughs> but Hannon, the other guy, told a different tale. When he got arrested after a year of being searched for, he he oh oh no, my beans. He spilled the beans <laughs> and told a different tale. He, he said that Minery killed Sweetman. Hmm. By himself, eh? He beat Sweetman to death until Sweetman, quote, vomited a large amount of blood. Ugh. And then they froze him and chopped him up? Apparently. After he was already dead? And the only thing that Hannon did was put the body in the freezer. That's all he did. That's all he did. All he did was deliver the... I just put the body in the freezer. I didn't beat him up or cut him up. I just put him in the freezer after he was already dead. (laughs) I was just the meat packer. Oh my God, literally. (laughs) It just just reminds me of... um, Have you seen The Irishman? I hate hate to do this No. If any of you have seen The Irishman, it reminds me of that scene of like... Well, I can't spoil it. When never mind, never mind. I'm not going to spoil the Irishman, even though it's literally the story of the death of of, of um, what's his name, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh. But it, but it was 
the point I'm saying it was an arranged killing. Either way, yes, Cannon and Mariner, it was premeditated, premeditated and planned to get Sweetman into a, a uncompromising position and murder him. Hmm. That's life. Oh, and then it gets worse. There's more. <laughs> it gets worse. So apparently, according to Hannon, he just did all the all the all the lifting. This seventy-five-year-old man did all the lifting, and that this young dude, this young buck, did all the all the <laughs> chopping and cutting, and <laughs> and fair distribution of work, I suppose. They put they put the body into the freezer. This is when it was still one piece. Oh, this sounds gross. What have we become? This is what you guys like. <laughs> and so they put so Hannon was quoted in saying he thought that Sweetman was still alive. This this eighty-year-old man who just got beaten to a pulp. So instead of like, I don't know, checking, he just put him in the freezer and then put a, bu- a box of tools on top of him. Alive. He just put a box of tools on top of him so alive. he could climb out of the the the, the, the freezer. Yeah, because if someone is alive after you've beaten them, you would want to put them in the freezer and make sure they can't get out. So let's bring it back to the leg. We almost forgot about the leg. We can't just forget about the missing leg. The missing leg. So Hannon had an arraignment in New Britain. But But he asked for a medical, like, leniency because Hannon had cancer and a heart bypass. So I guess so my cancer much... made me do it. That's I, my well, I don't know if they made me murder him. <laughs> I don't know if they said that, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is do you do you really believe that this frail sick old man did all the heavy lifting while this young guy did all that chopping? I don't think so. He, well, he looks I mean, awful. They have to split he, up the work somehow. Yeah, but he's, do you think he's able to lift up this pudgy cult leader? No way he must have done the chopping. Who knows what they did, but I don't believe Who it. Knows I don't, what I don't believe a word happened. of it. Their yeah. word means nothing to me. So he, uh, he was put on $2 million bail. Holy shit. That's a lot, Sorry but you know. For swearing. Yeah, I mean, because you only have to, for bail, you only have to um, make 10% of it, 10% of 2 million. Oh gosh, I can't do math. What is that? 200,000? And then, it's when the feds show up. Either way, it's a lot of money. You wouldn't be able to afford it. The feds show up. And this is where it gets Uh even more interesting. Wait, let me, let me, let me, let me give it to you for this. So the feds show up. Mm -hmm. And what does Hannon do? What does he do? What does he spill? The beans. Oh no. <laughs> They're everywhere. The beans. He spilled the beans. He spilled the beans to the FBI. He talked to the feds. And he said to them, he pointed the finger at Minnery, saying, No, he did it. He did it. That young guy. That young guy over there with the with the nice luscious green eyes. He did it. <laughs> um so he was con- he was cooperating with the feds. The entire time. Well, I mean, when it's the feds. And then... What else is there to do? He spilled the final bean. And I'm not going to do the sound effect because it's getting annoying. This bit's getting It's just old. one bean. Yeah. 
He spilled the final big old bean. And he told them where the body parts are. The scavenger hunts over. They've been spending a decade trying to figure out where the rest of the leg was connected to. (laughs) And they finally discovered. Where's the rest of the body? But the thing is, there was some inter-organizational drama because the FBI kept this information. They didn't say anything to anybody. They just knew about where the body parts were and didn't do anything about it. That's the story of in 2004, the scavenger hunt. Oh, no, it keeps going. It keeps going. There's so more? In, two, in 2004, that's when they found the leg. And then they didn't do anything with it until, like, 2016. Yeah, you know, more than a decade later, they found the rest years. of the body. It took 12 years to identify a leg. And then they were like... Understandable. Well, I mean, if you only have the leg. Let's, let's think about it. Who, who, this, 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 this handing guy keeps pointing the finger at this, this, this minery guy. Maybe there's a thing or two. And so, they're, so, so they, so they did an investigation. They wandered around his yard. They went through his nice house, through his cupboards, his basement, with his finished basement. He has a TV and a pool table down here. I don't know where where he found the money for that, but that's whatever. Um, they searched his house. They went through his yard. They pushed over his Adirondack chairs and his, his nice patio. And they're like, hey, why is there a concrete slab in the middle of your yard by your shed? <laughs> What's the deal with that? And they, they dug it up. And what did they find, Vic? More body parts. A torso. They found a torso and arms. And they're like, well... This isn't the rest. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> Where's the head? So now they now have, we have, we have, they one have a leg. torso, two arms, and one leg. And they discovered that the leg was actually dug up by a coyote, probably. And I didn't even know there were coyotes up here, so that's terrifying. That's kind of gross. Imagine, or it's kind of like, imagine... For the for the um for Minery or or Hannon like who whoever actually buried him, like your work gets dug up by a coyote, like man like you're busted by a coyote. Wow. Also, fun fact about Paul Sweetman, he was one of the so before he joined the cult, he actually had two separate families, one in St. Louis and one in Norfolk, Virginia. Just like families and kids. Far away from each other, yeah. One of them accused him of infidelity in 1960, right before he joined the cult. And the other one divorced him on religious incompatibility in 1950. So this guy's going through wives like nobody's business. And his final place he settled was Joanne Sweetman, the woman who got him killed. Wonderful. And He, He knows how to pick them. Oh boy! And let's get to the bottom of it. Where's the rest of the, Where's the rest of his body? Yeah, where is the rest of his body? Did they find it? So body parts. They're missing parts. They're missing the head. They're missing a leg. Where's the rest of it? That's the question that we have to ask. And to my knowledge, they found it over by the New Britain Reservoir. Nice. Delicious. And you're right about the Southington part. They're right about the Southington part because the missing persons case was from Southington, not New Britain. Oh, okay. So he went missing in Southington and then they killed him in New Britain. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Where's the rest of it? Oh, okay. So do you know how they identified the body? How? They found his wedding rings that say Joanne on them. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ma'am, is this your husband that you just asked two gentlemen to murder for you? Gosh. No, that's not him. My name isn't Joanne. So they found his head in the other leg over by the New Britain Reservoir. So now they have the whole body, right? They have most of it, at least. I, don't, I mean, what, they have a head, two arms, torso, and legs. A leg. torso. That, that should be enough, right? That should be, that's enough. That should be enough to identify him. So they identified, they found Paul Sweetman. They found the rest of Paul. They're completionists, those, those the rest of Paul. boys in blue at the New Britain Police Department. And though, although it took 12 years to find the rest of them, Paul Sweetman was whole again. I wonder where um, he's buried, or if he is buried. Do you think? Okay, Maybe this they is a really anything. gruesome question. Do you think when they, when they did the funeral, do you think they connected the parts, or do you think they just left them in pieces and did closed casket? Honestly, maybe they just cremated him right away and there was no funeral. They might as well. They just had like a little, yeah. The cult. (laughs) The cult just like, oh. All of the cult members. Tragedy. And I believe they're both in jail. Finally, I'd like to reference the fact that when when I said that Hannah was talking to the feds, this was in 2006. So it took... Like 10 years for them to arrest these guys. It took the feds 10 years. Yeah, what's the deal with that? What's the deal with that? I thought they were supposed to be quicker than that. I don't know. I'm what not here say? to judge, just to report. We're just the, just the facts, facts of the case. and our opinions. <laughs> yes. So, let me find out where the, what happened to them. No matter who was pointing fingers, both of them, both of them were charged with the killing, and they both uh, pleaded not guilty. That seems fair. So in the end, everyone loses. Let me find out where they are right now. I believe they're both in jail. I don't know why I thought Minery was still working, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's the same company is just up and someone else is working there. Ah, three days ago. Huh? As of three days ago, the um, Minery pleads no contest in conspiracy to kill. No contest. I don't know what that means. Let me let me read. Um. Oh, so he was charged with murder and felony murder, and he pleaded oh. no contest to conspiracy to commit murder. So he's going to be sentenced oh. in twenty twenty one. Oh, and wow. Rudy Hannon, who is 74 years old. He's 74 right now. He's, ain't, he's, he's not a young man by any means. He's at the end of his rope. I mean, 74 isn't that, that isn't that old. But when you also have, what did he have? Cancer and a heart bypass. He had cancer problem? and a heart bypass. Yeah. Um, so, um, Hannon's case, he was charged with murder and felony murder. Fun. And I have no idea how, oh, well, I was about to say, I don't know how his wife didn't catch a case, but she was dead by this time. 
oh, that explains it. Or else so, she would have for sure been the future of arrested for murder for hire. Eric Minery. She didn't pay them. And Rudy Hannon is unknown for now, but I'm sure they have enough evidence from the fact that they found body parts under this guy's shed. <laughs> they found enough what? evidence Those to commit my body them. parts. <laughs> Those I didn't know mine. I there. didn't kill that body. Who? So moral of the story. I don't know if there is a moral of the story. I think um, the moral of the story is don't join a cult. Because then you might end up you might end up turning on your cult leader and murdering them and then ending up in jail for the rest of your life. You know, we don't like this story. Vic and I were disgusted. I, mean, I thought by it was it. pretty interesting. I thought it was it's an interesting story. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? The just a New Britain, little old New Britain, the place where yeah, I did right? ROTC our for a year, state. where I commuted at four in the morning, was the site of such a such a such a disgusting affair, such an I egregious know, I event. Never, I didn't think I didn't know this stuff happened in in our little tiny state of Connecticut, especially in Central Connecticut, where like nothing happens. What? And that's the job of Curious Connecticut to tell you the little little old things that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's a story. It's it's a it's a story of incredible cruelty, disgusting power dynamics, and awful history. I hope this satisfies your Connecticut bloodthirst, because this is like <laughs> the worst story we've done on this show so far. I'm adding so yeah, far for because, sure. Yeah, because oh we we never know where where this where we're gonna go next. Where are we going next? Well, we have an episode on the Nazis, so it's only up. Well, yeah, but you <laughs> never know. Like, I mean, yeah, depending you on how know this what episode goes, gonna come through that door. Yeah. Um. So that's the that's the story. And before we before we go, before we leave you, we want to we want to we want to end this on a high note. So we decided to. Every episode to just do a little bit of, um, well, we say one thing about ourselves so you guys get to know us because apparently our first two episodes didn't have enough personality in them and so we have to backtrack and backpedal. So, I think we have enough personality in this episode. You know, me too, but I want to just, every, every episode we're just going to say one thing about ourselves. So Vic, what's your favorite movie? What's my favorite movie? Oh gosh, of all time. Of the all Princess time. Bride, for sure. The Princess Bride, that's a good choice. I haven't seen that in ages. I love that movie. I have, yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, but it's great. Everyone in my family, like, we quote it to each other. Have like fun thing. storing the castle. They're gonna die. That's literally when, when we go to visit my aunt in Pennsylvania. Every time we leave or whenever she comes up here, when my mom and my aunt say goodbye to each other, that's what they say. Have fun that's storming what, the castle. That's what my aunt does to my family. <laughs> Yeah, every time we every time we leave after like a family get together, have fun storming the castle. You think it'll work? It'll take a miracle. What's your favorite movie, Max? My favorite movie, and I don't know if I've shown this to you, is um The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is an A twenty four movie. I remember you mentioning that as your favorite movie. I do it remember is that. The best movie of all time. It is a is a it's a production, cinematic, and just a masterpiece it's so good it's so good it what's um, it about is it about like gentrification it's about gentrification and identity and like 
what you know to be true and what is actually true. And it's just, should, it's a story of a heartfelt friendship. It's so good, Vic. It makes me cry every I should, time. I should watch that because I'm, I'm thinking of majoring in urban studies. So you hey, know I'm majoring in human rights. That's cool. We should make this, we should make Curious Connecticut our, like, thesis. Our thesis. <laughs> How? No, I don't think so. This isn't, this isn't. Um, How would that well, work? Yeah. I don't even know. That's just a little bit, a little, a little something, something to keep, so you guys build a dossier on who we are. Um, um, well, that's all I got. I mean, I think the last thing I want to impart with you is, um, stay curious, Connecticut. Stay curious, but not too curious that you join don't, a cult. Don't be too curious and ask why there's a concrete slab in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah, stay stay away from any concrete slabs, any any suspicious looking dudes with shaggy hair who claim they're Jesus. Yeah, all that all that stuff. Most likely if someone tells you that they're God, most likely they're, they're probably not. not. This isn't an Evan and Bruce Almighty type Gener- General rule of thumb. Yeah, rule of thumb. Don't believe them. That's, that's a little, little, little bit of advice from, from your, the folks at Curious Connecticut. Um, be yes, safe. Sir. We hope all is well. And we hope to hear from you soon. Check our Patreon at... Let me pull it up. Visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Connecticut. We are about to launch it, and we're going to have some great, great, great exclusive content that I think you all would love. That's Curious Connecticut with Connecticut spelled out, correct? Yes, it's Curious Connecticut spelled out. Curious, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-C-U-T. And if you're new to the show, uh, this is Curious Connecticut, where we're two starving investigative journalists, urban explorers, and history buffs, and we're producing exclusive content on Patreon to supplement our history podcast. So make sure to stop on by. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> Y'all come on back now whenever you want. <laughs> All right. And that's it. This episode was written, performed, and produced by Victoria Asphalt and Maxwell Nordeman. A big thank you to Mary Mahoney and a big thank you to Brooke Agro for her logo design. You've been listening to Curious Connecticut. Sorry.